Hi, I'm Joe, stand-up comedian, a real estate broker, and a mortgage broker. And I'm Marguerite, a real estate agent, aspiring author, and recovering control freak. And this is Chris Billow Talk. We promise to have some fun as we talk about what it takes to stay married, raise our six kids, and now seven grandchildren in our blended family, all while trying to stay out of the loony bin. A podcast about what it takes to make love last, despite all the odds. Not only will you hear about our personal journey, but listen in as we interview different couples at all stages of their relationship. We hope you will get some ideas of what not to do, but more importantly, what to do to make your relationship the best it can be. We love your comments and feedback and would love for you to share with your friends on social media. So light some candles, pour your favorite beverage, and join us on today's episode of Chris Pillow Talk. Hello, everybody. Howdy. I'm Marguerite Crispillo. I'm Joseph Mark Crispillo. Senior. Senior. Because we now have oh, three. I forget that. Yeah. And uh, welcome to our very first episode of Crispillo Talk. Crispillo Talk. There you go. Got to separate that crest and pillow. Right, right. Except when you say our name, then it's Crispillo. <laughs> oh, you know, we get a lot of questions about that. How do you actually say it? Is it Crispillo? Is it Crispillo? Crespillo. Yeah, I, okay. Well, I can't say it that way. So you have to be actually Spanish or have a <laughs> Spanish accent to be able to say it that way. So, anyway, welcome to our very first episode of Chris Pillow Talk. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. There you Salute. go. There you go. And so we'll put our little cocktails down. Oh, we are. <laughs> Maybe not. So, this is our first episode. We decided to start a podcast because. Uh, well, it started out because I used to have a pod. Well, I still have a podcast called Real Estate Real World. Mm-hmm. We are in the real estate industry and have been for a long time. But more importantly, we have been together for 33 years. We will have been almost married- next month. 33. We will have been married 28 years next in month. May. Took a little while. To May fourth. Yeah, May fourth is our wedding Took anniversary. Took a little while to say yes. <laughs> And, you know, we've had a lot of friends over the years that have struggled in their relationships, as have we. And we've talked about a lot of different things and helped a lot of different people. And we thought, well, if we could tell our story that might be able to help other people somewhere around this world. I think so. Get through their parts of their relationship, right? Because we all know that divorce has a high rate. 50% of the people out there get divorced. And our hope is that we can help somebody avoid that uh, destiny, so well, to speak. Right? I think the problem is, is that marriage has a high rate of divorce. Oh, is that it? Did I have you it have backwards? To, you have to be married first to get oh, divorced. Oh, there you go. So see? But we have a little secret out. that we use. What is that secret? Well, you came called, up with it. It's called The 100 Things I Love About You. Oh. And it's the story of my book, right? It's the yeah. title of my book. And I've been working on this book for a while, and the hope is that we'll be able to get it finished. Well, I'm going to get it finished um, this year in, in June. We'll get it finished. I've been working on it for a while. And it's really the story of how we survived, how we made our relationship work, despite all the odds. The odds really were against us. So we'll back up a little bit and talk about how we met. Uh, I was 22, young. <laughs> And, I was 33, mm-hmm. younger, uh-huh, and had been separated from his first wife, which didn't work out. And we met, uh, actually, we met through a f- mutual friend in a bar, good old fashioned way, right? Not like how everyone meets on the internet now. Yeah. But, but when I saw her, I swiped left. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have computers back then. 
Oh yeah. That's right. And we met and uh, we hit it off right away. We, neither one of us were looking to have a relationship. We both just ended long-term relationships and we thought, well, we're just gonna have some fun together. So we ended well, up having a lot of fun. Well, I have to, I guess we have to say that I was on the date when I met her. I took the date home and came back to the bar because I knew she'd still be there. Hmm. <laughs> she had the be most beautiful, she still does, most beautiful green eyes. Oh, thank you. And thank I you. I mean, look at that face. It's just, <laughs> it's just beautiful. And I just, I, I had to take my date home and come back. And One of the her. many reasons why we're, we're still together. But the truth is, we ended up having a lot of fun. We went through a lot of definite um, trials and tribulations. And we finally decided to get married in 1991. Mm -hmm and he had three children from his first wife so i instantly became a stepmom at a very young age and he had three children at the time they were one uh, four and eight years old so uh -huh. jessica is the oldest joey is the middle uh, his oldest son and philip is the youngest so took on three kids so we instantly became a family and i became a very young mom uh, stepmom and they call me their bonus mom and of three kids and then we got married had three more children of our own jordan jacob and john yeah and, and they who, us nuts too <laughs> <laughs> and you know having been together now 33 years all of our children are grown our youngest is 22 and our oldest is 42 yeah. and um sadly we lost our middle son our oldest son jordan when he was 10 years old of a genetic disease called adrenal leukodystrophy and he was uh, sick for quite some time and died when he was 10 years old and i have to tell you that uh, most marriages don't survive the death of a child uh, they don't survive things that are even less than that but they definitely don't survive the death of a child and i think the biggest challenge with that is that you grieve differently right and in looking back, the way that we grieved was very different. Uh, Joe had a tendency to just not want to talk about it, right? Not, not want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about anything, actually. Basically, I try to yeah. just uh, avoid all that stuff. But it was, I stayed home a lot. Uh, luckily, at the, at the time, uh, he was, we were going through that. Uh, the company I was working for, laid 5,000 people off and I was one of those 5,000. So I got to stay home more. I went back into retail, hustling loans uh, for a local broker and Marguerite worked harder. She, she let work take over her basically and worked very hard. Yeah, so my way of grieving was I just went to work and yeah. it was easier many times to go to work than it was to deal with the emotions and deal with the stress of all of that going on. And on top of that, we had two young kids. When Jordan died at 10 years old, our boys, Jacob and John were two and a half and almost four. Yeah. So we had two young kids, had just lost a child. He had just lost his job. And the combination of all those stressors really, <laughs> it was a lot. And it got to a point where we really started to go our separate ways and things were changing. We were not connecting. We were not spending as much time together. We definitely were not talking. We were not sorting things out. And we got to a point where one day I said, guess what? Today is the day. I don't want this type of life anymore. I don't want our relationship to continue to be this way. 
And I woke up and I said, today's the day you need to either make an appointment with an attorney or a counselor. But by the end of the day, one of those things needs to happen. And being a man, I was oblivious to what was going on, basically. I mean, I, I knew we were going through some things, but uh, I was oblivious, oblivious to the fact that our marriage was in trouble, too. I yeah. thought our marriage was fine. Uh, but again, we did, I didn't talk about it. <laughs> it was on the back burner. Well, luckily, we ended up with a good counselor, and we went to the first therapy session. And they have you come together and they're like, uh, why are you here? And your response was? <laughs> You're not going to get mad again, are you? Like the day <laughs> I said it. <laughs> My response was uh, because she made me. <laughs> right, which was not the answer I was looking for, right? And for any of you women out there who've been in the same situation, you completely get what we're talking about. And you men understand why I said she made me, right? Right. And so that didn't go over very well, as I'm no. sure you can imagine. And so the second session, we go back, and he wants to talk about our, about our family background. And my personal background is I was raised by a single mom. My father also died at a young age. He died at, when I was 10 years old. But my parents had split up prior to that. And my mom was married several times uh, after that and um, has since also passed away. And so being raised in that environment, I never really saw any strong relationship role models or had any real strong male models in my life. And so, frankly, I just didn't think that marriage was probably for me, or if it was, I did not think it would last. And so I wasn't quite as committed as Joe, who his family background was a little different. Yeah, my, uh, my parents came from Spain, uh, the old country, uh, you know, the vows say, uh, you uh, uh you're you're in it for life till death do us part and my father died at the age of 73 after 44 years of marriage with my mom they had seven children uh we're not going to have any more children <laughs> we're not keeping up <laughs> 15 years later i was born my mom was 45 my dad was 55 is by it was like being raised by grandparents i mean there was a lot of love in the house uh the only difference is, is they couldn't give me back to my mom and dad because they were my mom and dad. And we, we'd go visit friends every weekend, either Spanish friends, relatives, someone like that. And the, like I said, the old country, it's kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Uh, you know, there's just love everywhere. So that's the way I was raised, you know. And that what attracted me to Marguerite besides her beautiful green eyes was the fact that she was like my mom. My mom was a very strong woman. My mom left the sixth grade to take care of the family so her mom and dad could uh, work the fields in Hawaii. And uh, my mom basically ran the house. Uh, she was very strong. And Marguerite is a very strong woman. And yeah, and so, you know, coming from such diverse backgrounds, uh, you know, also created its own set of challenges, right? Yeah. So we go back to our third uh, meeting with the counselor and he says, well, it looks like, Marguerite, you've kind of made your decision. And so he goes, I'm going to give you a suggestion as one kind of last ditch effort is he goes, I encourage you to go home and make a list of the things that you love about him. And the and third meeting was separate. We didn't, it was. We weren't together because my right. third meeting was a little different. 
Yeah, and he said, he said, I encourage you to try to get to 100 on the list. And I said, oh, I've done the pros and cons list. And uh, the cons kind of outweigh the pros right now. And I don't think I need to do that. And he goes, I encourage you to just try. Don't worry about the cons. You got that part down. Why don't you just focus on the things that you love about them? So how was your which, meeting? I don't know that was, I really ever asked. Nothing what was at the time. She didn't love anything about me at the time. Well, my meeting basically was I needed to figure out why I was so oblivious to what was going on. I mean, I had no problems with Marguerite. I loved her to death. Uh, and there were times when I didn't like her, but I always loved her. And so I didn't have to do the 100 things I love about Marguerite. Uh, I had to basically work on myself and not let something like this happen again, get to the point where it was. And I never learned that either. <laughs> So anyway, still in progress, right? We're a work in progress. We're and definitely a work in progress. So I went home and it took me a few days. As he mentioned, I didn't like him at all right then. <laughs> I, there was nothing that I could think of that I wanted um, as, or I could put on that list. So after a few days, I started to really pay attention and I started noticing little things like he really is a great dad. Uh, He's funny. As a matter of fact, he's a stand-up comedian, so he, he does like to entertain quite a bit. He's always the life of the party. And he would make me tea every morning and put it by my bed and always very complimentary and always had kind things to say. But it took me some time. I will not. I did only make it to 45 on the list. But that year for anniversary, I gave him that list to show him the things that I loved about him. And I do have to say that was a key in a key turning point in our relationship. Yeah. And truth be told, he didn't change anything. Like he just said, uh, he did start to pay a little bit more attention and started to focus on some things. But at the end of the day, what happened for me is my focus shifted from all the things he did wrong to all the things that he did right. And it really helped me to see all the reasons why I had fallen in love with him to begin with. And so if you are out there listening, I encourage you to make that list right now while you like them. Like I even tell people <laughs> when you first get married and you think they're so amazing is the perfect time to make that list. Right? Definitely. <laughs> because there are going to be times and there are going to be days and sometimes more than others when you can't remember. But there's some other things that we do that we well, actually, that we've never done in the 33 years that we've been together. And what's that? Well, we never talk about the D word. True. Yeah, These I are mean, some rules we came up with for yeah, our marriage. Divorce is not an option, you know. We started saying, look, if divorce is an option, it will become the option. So it has to be a rule of your marriage not to talk about divorce. And everything is really figure outable, right? As Marie yeah. Forleo says, my, my, my good friend Marie Forleo, who's an amazing life coach, told us that is that everything is figure outable. And when divorce is an option, it will become the option. So it's important that that's not something you talk about. Now, let me preface this by saying if you are in, in an abusive relationship, if you are being physically, emotionally, mentally abused, this does not apply. Yeah. If there are outside influences affecting your marriage, you may need to work on some of those if that's issues like drug addiction or alcohol addiction or uh, infidelities. Those are things that you're going to have to sort out and determine if you can figure that out. But another thing that we don't do is we don't call each other bad names. We don't. No, 
Nora Shame, I've called now, her as honey. I might say it under my breath. <laughs> I'm sure she has. <laughs> but uh, we learned not to really call each other bad names or, yeah. or cuss at each other. Um, I will not say that that has never happened. It has happened. But it seems... Slip of the tongue. The hope is that that is, uh, doesn't happen as often as it should. And that the, the goal is not to be talking to each other that way. We respect each other. And when you start calling people by dirty names, something like that, you don't have respect for them. Right. And we respect each other. Well, and something to think about too, is that this is supposed to be the person that you love the most on the planet. And so why would you treat them less respectfully or less kind than you would treat Like if you were to run into your boss or somebody, a coworker, you would never talk to them the way that many of us talk to our spouse. And it's just something you just, you got to work on changing. Uh, It's definitely something we've worked on over the years. Yeah. And uh, the thing that says never go to, uh, never go to bed mad at each other. Uh, Sometimes you're going to stay up for days if you don't go to bed mad. I've gone to bed mad at her before, but I've never not gone to bed not loving her. I mean, even when I'm mad at her, even when I don't like her. I what still, do you mean? You don't I, like me? I still love her. There are times, right? When all of us, we don't really like the other person that much or, you know, you have challenges and struggles. And so these are just some of the rules that we've created in our relationship. And our goal is that to do this podcast with not only guests and friends of ours that have uh, been able to survive long-term relationships and some of those people are people that have been helped by the story that we just told you of the hundred things I love about you. And we want to be able to reach out and we'd love to hear your feedback and your opinions and your yeah. thoughts about relationships and marriages, our relationships, the kids mom, so that we can all work together mm-hmm. to raise our kids, which is really the goal, you know, to be able to work together. Yeah. And, one of the other things that put stress on us is that we've actually worked together in the business, both, uh, you know, on a commission basis. So when, when the industry is slow, we're slow and money seems to be the biggest problem, uh, in relationships. One of the biggest challenges is the financial pressures, right? financial pressure. Exactly. So yeah, we'll do an entire episode, um, in the future on that and what that looks like and, how to kind of work around that, figure out some ways to get together, create budgets, talk about your finances, which is definitely a huge obstacle in a lot of relationships. And tell us what you want to hear. You know, uh, we're, we don't know it all. Uh, we really? Did, we, well, we're still does. figuring it out, right? And that's why we were so excited to do this yeah. podcast. And, and uh, you know, I'm a college graduate, but it was mass communications. So I just learned to talk on the radio and television. Uh, but relationships, all I can tell you is, is how our relationship has gone. And we've been together for 33 years and I still love her to death. And I think she loves me too. So, <laughs> most days. Yes. Most, most, days. most days I do. Um, but we really want to have some fun with this. Talk about, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, we've figured out ways to have some fun in our relationship. And we'll talk about uh, some fun secrets that we've learned about our anniversary, things that we do with our anniversary. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, 
some fun ways to keep love alive in your marriage. And we really are excited about this show. We have some amazing people that are going to be guests that are coming up that have been longtime friends. Sometimes they're, they're just people that we've met that have been able to stay together as well. And in all ver uh, varieties of where their relationship at is, very different stages. And so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And uh, we've learned by making mistakes. So that's, that's where our knowledge comes from, is by making mistakes. And hopefully we don't make that same mistake again. Right. So uh, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're excited about this very first episode. And we're excited to get your feedback and hear what your thoughts are. And we're definitely excited to have some fun with Chris Pillow talk. We'll probably get our kids yeah. in here at some point, let them talk, uh, say all the wonderful things about how what amazing parents we are. And a lot of uh, fun and exciting stuff. So we're looking forward to it. And let me know what you think of my tie. My wife picked it out. I we did not in, pick out that yeah, tie in today. Oh, I did? Yeah, when we were in oh, Detroit, remember right. I went right. there and forgot ties. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I do that a lot. So. And he won't always be wearing a tie. He just felt like he needed to be wearing a tie for this very first episode. <laughs> what is that? You got something in your eye there? I was winking. Oh. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers to all of you. You want to get your cocktail there? Cheers to all of you. Cheers. And uh, uh, we look forward to Thank you for watching our it. first episode. And hopefully there'll be many, many, many more. Salud. Love you. Love you too. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of these. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed this episode of Chris Fellow Talk. Share the love. And if you love it as much as we do, please give us a five-star review on iTunes so more people can enjoy our show. And please like and share our Instagram and Facebook pages. And we love your feedback. So please comment on our blog or send us a DM. And if you have a great story to tell and would love to be on a future episode of Chris Pillow Talk, please send us a DM. See you next time on Chris Pillow Talk.